What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 70 for the week of July 9th, 2023. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my fabulous co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Hi, Michelle. You be sure to follow along each and every week, and we're going to keep you updated with all the information that you need as we cover Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get started. In case you missed it this week, Disney has announced the digital and Blu-ray release dates for all you collectors out there for The Little Mermaid. Marvel's Agatha Coven of Chaos series is going to reportedly serve as season two of WandaVision. Kind of makes sense. The first celebrity has been announced for Dancing with the Stars. Get this, season 32 and so much more. We're going to discuss those stories. We're going to let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week and bring you our top 10 posts for the week in our 10 in 10 News Blast segment or what do we do? We fill you in on all the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more is coming at you next. Welcome back, everybody. Let's kick things off with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Our highlights include the premiere of all 10 short films of Kazazi Moto Generation Fire and six newly restored Walt Disney Animation Studios classic shorts, and also episode three of Marvel's Secret Evasion is now streaming. Uh, so on Hulu in the U.S. and on Disney Plus in the U.K., Canada, and Australia, we've got episode seven from season three of The Kardashians now available. And then later in this episode, let's talk about uh, oh reviews. The, these are some good ones. Um so we've got the big movie that came out last week, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We're going to talk about that. And then also, we finally caught up. It took us a few extra days, but uh, season two of FX is the bear. Can't wait to talk about those later. Michelle, though, it's your turn to talk. Okay. Disney has announced the digital and Blu-ray release dates for The Little Mermaid. I feel like we just saw this in the theaters, and it's already being talked about when it's coming out physically or digitally. Yeah, yeah. When is that? Okay, so you're right. It did come out in theaters on May 25th. It will arrive at digital retailers like Apple TV, Prime Video, and Voodoo Fandango on July 25th, and on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray and DVD on September 19th. Is that is that one that you would add to the to the physical collection for home or no? I don't do that, so I, I, really I would don't. say no. <laughs> I, I used to collect all of the the Disney releases on Blu-ray, but then it became like the 4K Blu-ray, and I'm like, well, my gosh, like that's an extra like thirty dollars. Well, uh, let me one. ask you this: How often do you watch those? <sighs> do you ever? If, if they're really good. Okay, so so you have Disney Plus, so why would you? Yeah, you're, you're 
So, so you're right. Like Disney Plus has kind of changed my thought process on buying the physical copies or even the digital ones. Like I, I like having digital copies of like some of my favorite movies, like just to like be able to play whenever. But like I'm talking like all time favorite personal movies, like I'll buy those digitally. But like if it's something that's just going to be on Disney Plus that I'm already going to have anyway, I'm, I'm a lot less likely to buy them anymore. Um I think that it would have to be like an absolutely like top tier classic for me to spring for the actual like 4K digital copy these days. Well, uh, if you do spring for it, there is some exclusive bonus features like a sing-along version of the film, song breakdowns, bloopers, and more. Well, bloopers, you you had me at bloopers, (laughs) so maybe I will consider. Problem is those things are like usually like $40 $40 or something usually when they come out. That's kind of expensive, but hey, if you like the movie, it's coming out soon, so um, you can get your own copy. Uh, up next, and here's something that makes a lot of sense. I guess I never really like thought about it out loud, but it makes perfect sense, and I guess I kind of thought about it like in my head when I heard about this coming. So Marvel's Agatha Coven of Chaos is going to reportedly serve as the second season of WandaVision. It makes sense. It does make sense. And the news came from actress Deborah Jo Ruff from the 70s show and the 90s show. And she is reprising her role in Agatha. But yeah, she just shared with Berkshire Magazine that it's the second season of WandaVision for Marvel. It's very much like American Horror Story, where each season is a whole new kind of a thing. I like it. Uh, She said, I was shocked when they called me because I really thought that would be it. And I was fine with that. And then they called. I got so excited because it's a character I never get to play. She's going to be great fun. Uh, So we don't have a release date for this yet. It's expected to come out on Disney Plus in 2024. It will consist of nine episodes. I think they're doing some reshoots soon in Atlanta. Uh, But yeah, looking forward to it. I really. I know you really. You did not like Wandavision. No, I, I hate. Then I hate it. Ended it up liking it. Yeah, and what's really great about Wandavision is that it like became like it started off. It was just so weird, and anyone that watched it would have to agree with that. Like it, it started off in like 1950s style, like Leave It to Beaver sitcom weirdness, and then it turned into like a kind of typical Marvel superhero thing. It, it like watching that change throughout was like just kind of wow crazy um i hope that they have more in store for season two where they just kind of go off the rails and do their own kind of crazy thing because uh, they, there's just a lot like that they did in the first season that was just kind of so different than anything you would have expected nothing else has kind of ever been like it so uh cool that they're those characters are coming back uh for season for season two or whatever they're going to call it uh but anyway uh that's that on that one uh finally michelle i'm super excited because i want to know <laughs> uh we've got the first celebrity that has been announced for Dancing with the Stars season 32, and I can only assume it's a Kardashian. I am so sorry to disappoint you, but no, it is. Uh, They're Van- too big for it anyway. <laughs> it's Vanderpump Rules star Ariana Maddox. Oh, like a minor league Kardashian. 
So last year, Dancing with the Stars was on Disney Plus in the United States and Canada. This year, Disney confirmed that Dancing with the Stars will return and be simulcast across both ABC and Disney Plus for its upcoming 32nd season, and it will be available the next day on Hulu. Um, so the hosts for this year are Alfonso Ribeiro and Julianne Huff, of course. No premiere date yet, but that should be announced soon, so stay tuned. So Julianne Huff, uh, what about Derek? Is he con- he's is he he's a judge. Yet? Oh, thank God. Just worried <laughs> about him. Um, they they really can't do anything not together, so I, I figured he was part of that. Anyway, as a reminder, you can find all the articles we've talked about today and everything else that we're going to talk about in our News Blast segment on the website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com. Let's go ahead, Michelle. We got 10 minutes. Everyone's counting on us. It's their favorite 10 minutes of the week. This sometimes is eight and sometimes is as long as 14. Please go first. Disney has reportedly scrapped plans for a spinoff of an upcoming animated Pixar series. The upcoming Pixar original series, Win or Lose, is set to premiere on Disney Plus this upcoming December. The first ever original long-form animated series follows a co-ed middle school softball team in the week leading up to their championship game. According to a new report from The Wrap, the Disney Plus spinoff to Win or Lose was quietly canceled. The article reveals that Pixar had plans to release a spinoff series from Win or Lose, but Disney Plus shelved it before an official announcement was made. The report also adds that the show could potentially still come out at some point in time, but as a feature film instead of an episodic series. Interesting. Um, My first one's very short and sweet. FX has released the trailer for the third and final season of Reservation Dogs, which is going to debut on Hulu on August 3rd of this year. Uh, You can find a link to that on our website. Uh, Looks like more of the same. If you like Reservation Dogs, I think you're going to like this. It's Um, a solid series. It's solid. Season one was a lot better than season two to me, I think, as I Mm -hmm. I said last week. But I'm still looking forward to season three. And uh, very cool that we got this series to begin with because uh, it's pretty unique. And um, it's it's the last one. Yeah. Hey, we got three. We're getting three seasons of this, so um, be thankful for that, I guess. Your turn. Disney has announced that FX's new series, Justified City Primeval, will arrive on Disney Plus in the United Kingdom and Ireland on Wednesday, September 6th. All episodes will drop at once. The series will premiere on FX on July 18th and arrive the next day on Hulu in the United States and begin streaming on Disney Plus in Australia. And New Zealand on July 19th. New episodes will release weekly. So a while back in September of 2021, uh, Mr. Kevin Feige, who is the president of Marvel Studios, confirmed that a sequel to Marvel Studios' Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings was in the works. However, uh, news on this film has been very scarce since then. However, uh, Shang-Chi star Simu Liu 
recently gave an update on the project on Threads. Ooh, that's the that's the new one. That's the new Twitter, Michelle. We were talking about that the other day, and you're like, "What's Threads?" I'm like, "I think that's the new in- yeah. Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, like it's it's like <sighs> the new social media. That's where everything's going." Anyway, uh, a fan asked about the status of Shang Chi Two on Threads, and uh, Lou confirmed that he was told that the sequel will come after an Avengers movie, which is presumably the Kang Dynasty. The actor noted that the movie keeps pushing back, quote, keeps pushing back due to circumstances that are beyond his control. I feel like just with like so many uh, things going on in Hollywood and, and writer's strikes and potential um, actor strikes and all that and like just trying to get everything right there's so much that's up in the air you so, can't predict anything uh, yeah i remember when they they announced the tentative release date of like all these new phases of like the the marvel universe or whatever like you're like okay well that sounds pretty good but now like all that's just really up in the air bennett Cumberbatch has confirmed that he will be returning for a Marvel Studios Doctor Strange related project, which is set to begin filming next year. Uh, he did not say what project this will be, but there has been a Doctor Strange um, third movie that is reportedly in the works. So it could be that. It could also be Blade, Spider Man 4, Fantastic Four, maybe an Avengers King Dynasty. We don't know. Um, but we should. They they really have to make sure that they 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 get this next phase right. There's just so much at stake with it. So it's like kind of hard to say like what's gonna happen when, who's gonna be where. Like it's just it, it's just kind of all over the place. And that, that goes back to mine where where the new Shang Chi movie, you just don't even know where that's gonna be. Uh but now he, listen to this, Michelle. So we're gonna review this or give our review of this mm-hmm. a little bit later. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, it topped the global box office in its opening weekend last uh, last week, and it earned $130.6 million. Uh, the film, which sees Harrison, Harrison Ford reprising his iconic role as the whip-smart archaeologist, it currently has an 88% Rotten Tomatoes verified moviegoer rating on 2,500-plus reviews and strong post-track scores of 4.5 out of 5 from parents and 4 out of 5 from kids. Um, those sound like good numbers, but... I don't think they I don't quite think di- hit I don't, the mark that I don't they think were Disney's wanting to. Happy it with cost this. over $300 million to make this film. I don't and, know if they quite hit what they wanted to. And, and they've got... so. This week is like the second week right now, as I'm saying this, this is the second week of release for it. And they've got not a lot of competition right now to make back some of that. But next week they've got like the, the, Mission new, Impossible. the new Mission Impossible coming out. So uh, they, they got a long ways to go to recoup that money. Um, again, we're, we're going to give our, our thoughts on this mm-hmm. movie a little bit later, but um, you know, 130.6 million that sounds good but not when you say hey this costs 300 plus million dollars to make so yikes freeform has canceled single drunk female and the watchful eye single Boo. drunk female has run for two seasons on the network and the watchful eye has only aired for one season 
We watched The Watchful Eye. I thought it was pretty good. I That deserved a second season. Yeah. I, I'm bummed about that one. Yep. Um, and I, I think a lot of this ties into my next one, which is that on Wednesday, August 9th, uh, Disney is going to talk about their third quarter 2023 financial results in a live audio webcast that's going to begin at 4.30 Eastern time. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, are, are, Is it going to be good? I, I have predictions. Like, They've had a lot of layoffs. They've had... Um, you know, Indiana Jones maybe didn't perform as well They're as trying. they wanted. Uh, I guarantee, like, they'll talk about, like, the parks being strong, if not record-setting, like, that. those always do well. It's really interesting, and I know, Michelle, you're going to be all over mm-hmm. this uh, because they always announce a lot of really interesting things uh, and during And the Disney these. Plus subscriber amount, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was really, really strong initially, then maybe not quite as good. Uh, who knows exactly where it's going to land uh, when they do this, but uh, you can visit uh, www.disney.com uh, slash investors, and you can listen to that, too. Um, yeah, it, it, it's... There, there, I think there's a lot up in the air with uh, with Disney and where they are financially. Uh, they, they've had some issues, I guess, to say the least, which have led to a lot of those layoffs related to Disney recently. And all those shows being pulled from Hulu yeah, and the, Disney+. I, Plus. I, the, the days of, ju- of them just greenlighting anything and throwing things out there and seeing what happens, I think, are maybe a little bit over, and they're, they're going to be a lot more... Uh, selective in what they're moving forward with and i think that uh, my prediction is that these financial results for this quarter are going to uh you know very very heavily uh be reflected in that disney has announced that the nightmare before christmas will arrive on 4k uhd blu-ray on august 22nd that's one that i would buy Okay, but why did it take so long? Yeah. <laughs> so the Ultimate Collector's Edition features a two-disc set, which will include some bonus material that has not been announced yet. That will be announced at a later date. But yeah, I'm like, what? It, it's surprising that they don't already have that. that yeah. That is for sure. I mean, that, that is obviously a all-time classic that has... like Nightmare Before Christmas has like this just built-in set of fans that are going to devour anything that comes out that that is related to that i mean obviously it, it, they're so heavily um into like you know at disneyland with uh the nightmare before christmas haunted mansion mm-hmm. like you know they, they they take over that for like a, several months every single year uh merchandise for that is always like well represented so uh it, it's it is strange to me that we're just now getting that 4k uh blu-ray but uh that that is one like we talked a little bit earlier like you know do you really buy these anymore like that's one that i would definitely consider buying um for me my next one. This is, I don't know. The, the, this is one that I, I feel like again it has a a pretty decent built-in following. Uh, we've got a new Alien film, Alien Romulus, and it has just recently wrapped filming. 
Um, this mo- this news was shared by the film's director, Fetty Alvarez, uh, on Instagram, which we've got a link to on our website. Uh, it's going to star Keely Spaney, and it began production in Budapest back on March 9th. Joining her are uh, David Johnson, Archie Renault, Isabel, Isabella Marced, Spike Fern, and Eileen Wu. Um, yeah, the, the, these alien movies, they've been around since before I was even born, though. I think the first alien movie, all-time classics. The first couple I was a real big fan of as a kid. And then it's just kind of been okay ever since then. So um, I, I know that a lot of there's a lot of alien fans out there, uh, always really kind of spooky and cool. So uh, I will definitely give this next one a chance. But um, I don't know. Did, did Michelle? Did you ever really watch? I watched any of the, the first one. That's it. The, the, the first one is an all time great. Like the second and third, I feel like be, began like became their own like little. They're, they were their own, like, sci-fi, like, epics in their own way. But that first one was, like, it, it's just kind of been a little bit downhill ever since. So who knows what's going to happen with this one. But I know they're still really popular, so. Yeah. There you go. That is going to do it for our News Blast segment. Michelle, are you ready? Yeah. We've got... Let's do Indy first. Okay, we've got two that we're going to talk about. Season two of The Bear and Indy 5. We're going to do Indy 5 first. Michelle, uh, I guess give us us the breakdown on what this one is about and all that, and then we'll talk about it. So the fifth Indiana Jones movie is titled Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, We've got Harrison Ford back uh, playing his iconic character. And what is he, like 103 now? No, no, no. He's 80-something. Uh, uh, but he still, still looks he, good. He, he's, he still looks really good for being And good. James Mangold directed this, who you might remember from uh, Ford versus Ferrari, Logan. Big big name, uh, big, big-time big director, uh, but not Steven Spielberg. No, not Steven Spielberg, but he did have a hand in producing this. So, overall, I feel like there are high expectations for this. Impossibly high expectations. And I just have to say that it was the perfect summer adventure movie to go see in a movie theater. I love seeing this brought back. I don't know that... I I, I feel like the expectations for this were unfairly high just as uh kingdom of the crystal skull was yeah. you know, 15 years ago uh like I, I i almost feel like a lot of people were just ready to hate on that movie and this movie from from the jump like we're, we're just not even going to give it a chance you know <sighs> Yeah, did we need the fourth and now the fifth indie movies? Maybe not. And maybe it's impossible to live up to the expectations of the first three, which were obviously all-time classics. But like you said, this was like the perfect like summer adventure movie for mm-hmm. me. I, I had no problems with it. No. And we have this uh, some scenes where we see Harrison Ford and he's de-aged uh, through CGI. 
And I was just read recently that took a team of over 100 VFX specialists to do those scenes, which is amazing and kind of blows my mind a little bit. But we've come a long way with that de-aging thing and the CGI. From the first time you saw that back in the like the Mandalorian with uh, a younger Luke Skywalker. Exactly. And I know some people are still like kind of complaining, saying it's not there yet or, or it looks funny or it's not done right. But. I couldn't tell. I thought it looked great. I could kind of tell while I was watching that. And I I don't know if it was necessarily me like not like really like maybe it was just like my perception like of knowing exactly what Harrison Ford looks like now and like seeing a younger version of that on the screen. Like maybe it was just like my mind playing tricks on me. I could kind of like differentiate like it, it wasn't quite there. Like if a hundred percent is like indistinguishable, maybe it was like 90, 98 and a half percent for me. They're know, getting there. And, and, and I know I asked you about this after we saw it and you, you said um, you thought it looked, yeah, you thought it looked great. It could have just been me. I don't know. Like I, I'd be interested in what some other people thought. And, and I did hear Harrison Ford, like, he he gave like a quote like somewhere along the lines of you know cuz people were kind of uh you know complaining about like de-aging you know for this new movie and he's like well what's the problem that's what i looked like back then it's like, true. like it's what i it's what i used to look like and this is you know the, those portions of the film are like a younger version of that so like what's What's the problem? I don't have a problem with them doing that. I think it's kind of cool and it like helps expand the universe or the character or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it makes, uh, you know, more of the story possible that wouldn't be, you couldn't just like put makeup on him and, and shoot those scenes. You got to do it a little bit different way. It helped tell the story. And I liked that. And I, I don't have a problem with it. It didn't look perfect to me, but it looks good enough that I, I didn't have a problem. Well, and this is, last entry into the franchise he's already spoke out he will not be returning for anything more the franchise could continue however in a different way we've heard rumors of a disney plus series or uh phoebe waller bridge maybe will continue on the legacy in some way but overall i was fine i liked it would i say oh my god you have to drop everything go see this now no but it was entertaining, and sometimes that's just what you need. You just need to sit down for two and a half hours and just be entertained, and that did that for me. I kind of wish in the old indie, like, the more archy, the, ca- the cave, um, what the, am I the, trying to look for? Like, like you're talking about the more, like, um, you know, <laughs> portion the, the, more, the portions of it, like, where they're, like, on the actual... Um, like in the spot where they're doing the archaeological uh, digs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like I wish there was a little bit more of that. They did have that. I wish there was more of that. Yeah, I I feel like maybe the older ones like uh, Temple of Doom and Raiders might have like involved a little bit more of that. Uh, This had more of the action-y set pieces in between all of that. Um, And more of a backstory. You know, after watching it, I, I feel like they gave me kind of exactly what I expected out of this movie. Um, it, it wasn't great, 
but it wasn't bad. It was it wasn't the worst indie movie, and I say that. And it as, had a sweet ending. It, it did have a sweet ending, but like I, I've liked all of them in their own way. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull obviously is like probably like the low point out of the previous four, but that's only because the first three were so great. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and um, Last Crusade are obviously, or maybe not obviously, but th- those are my two personal favorites. Uh, Temple of Doom was probably the one that I saw the most times as a kid, just because like I feel like that was just like a movie that we all watched over and over on VHS back in the day. But I would put it, um, I, I would put it as my, the, and someday I will probably need to rewatch this, but just on the initial initial watch through, I, I put this uh, number three out of all of them in the uh, Indiana Jones. Okay, well, uh, what's your rating out of 10? Um, eight. I give it an eight. I was going to give it an eight. Yeah, I mean, Raiders and... Last Crusade, great all-time classics. Uh, th- those I th- those are ten out of tens for me. Like uh, this one in eight, uh, Temple of Doom. I I rewatched that not too long ago, and it, it it's it just like that one's just kind of weird, and it's just not as good to me these days. But it's still it's like it's its own thing. But Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I still like kind of enjoyed, but even though it was not nearly as good as the other ones but yeah the, the it was fitting it, it was fine it it, it belonged I, yeah. I think in the series and i'm glad that we got it uh it was it was kind of weird seeing you know 80 year old harrison ford but i'll tell you what the guy still got it and oh he, yeah you know the, some of the action sequences where he's running oh. and doing like he he still belonged he did and a great let's job. talk about the music john williams he returned oh, to score man. the whole thing, and when they did the premiere, he came out and he conducted the whole. And what's he ninety two? Something like that. Yeah, and still going strong. Amazing, unbelievable. I mean, if you like the Indiana Jones movies, there's no reason not to see this. And like, I I think it's one of those movies you should see in the theater. Yeah, it, it really is. Like you know. And they need it because it cost them three hundred and fifty million dollars. And like as we as we talked before, like they've still got like another like two hundred million to go. I don't know. Like go see it in the theaters. It was it was cool. I yeah. liked it. That's it. Eight and eight. Uh, there we go. So up next, uh, our second review for the week. I've got something uh, that is not an eight out of eight, and Michelle's not going to say it's an eight out of eight. And that's uh, season two of The Bear. And we've talked about The Bear for a long time. Uh, You know, the season two just came out a couple of weeks ago. They dropped all the episodes on Hulu. Michelle and I had not uh, had not even watched season one before season two actually dropped. I believe I had mentioned in the past that I'd watched a couple of episodes. It was really good. So we started from the beginning I watched those first two episodes again for the first time since they first released, and Michelle watched them for the first time. We sped through season one, and we went full speed through season two to catch up completely, and oh my goodness, what a great ride that was. The Bear season two, Michelle. You didn't expect this, did you? I did not. This show completely blew me away, exceeded all expectations. 
First of all, the second season, all 10 episodes are streaming now on Hulu in the United States, and it will arrive on Disney Plus in many countries, including the UK, Ireland, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand on Wednesday, July 19th. And season one, you can binge that all right now on Disney Plus internationally and on Hulu. So... This completely took me by surprise. Everybody is talking about this show. The buzz is real. It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I know why. I I literally agree. became obsessed with this show. I have never seen anything that has created uh, such an impact on the inside of me. It makes you feel anxiety. It makes you care about these characters like you know these characters they're all complex and they all have their own journey to go on and you care what happens to them you want to see what happens to them you want the best for them the music i, I okay so <laughs> l l let me say so, okay because i have i have a few initial thoughts uh and, and it starts with th what you ended with the music Rarely is it uh, that you see any series that so masterfully um, ties music into what you're feeling while you're watching a show. Um, it It's absolutely perfectly done in the bear. Um, it, it just like whoever was in charge of, of that, like obviously knew um like what emotions they were trying to uh, portray in the scenes where, where, where the music was used. It connects it, you. And, it, and it, the music is a character in itself, really. It, it's it's like part of the show, really. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's it, it's not filler. It, it, it ties into the scenes. It ties into the emotions. It ties into the story. Uh, you, you, you can very easily see that in, you know, like you know, Strange Currencies. They've, they've done this... Uh, music video uh, th this music video like while you're watching that and you see the 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 this remix like video that they did with rem that like just it, it's it, it's unbelievable um how that ties into like even after watch you watch it first and then you go and you see that video and you're like oh yeah that this makes perfect sense like it's just it, it, it's as if that song was written for the bear and that came out 25 plus years ago. I don't know. Um, it, it's just, it's masterfully, masterfully would, done. Brilliant. In, in the music. Um, and that and the editing, the way it's edited is so good. It, if you're, if you're saying that the, the music for the show is, top notch 10 out of 10 um that doesn't even begin to describe the editing the acting the stories themselves uh just th the character the characters development, and the performances the, the characters and the character development in this show is it's not something i normally really think about a lot when i'm watching something uh, the way this second season devoted so much, like almost like entire episodes to giving every character their moment, mm -hmm. their, their, mm -hmm. their time to shine, all of that. 
the pacing of it, the way that that was all tied together, it was brilliant. Perfect. I don't know how you could have done much better. And let what can we talk about the one episode? Uh, we can fishes, talk about uh, we can the, talk the about the Christmas dinner, the, 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 the Christmas episode, the flashback to the um, Berzados with the family Christmas dinner, and they're all getting like. This is one of the best scenes I've I've ever watched in anything I've ever watched. It was so brilliantly done, and a lot of this was ad libbed. Uh, we have a lot of guest cameo experiences in the second season from Jamie Lee Curtis to Bob Odenkirk, uh, Sarah Paulson, Steve Milani, John Bernthal, uh, yeah. Will uh, Poulter. I mean, the list goes on. Of But in this specific Christmas dinner scene, I've never seen anything like it. I've never watched anything so intense that kept me so on edge and... Seriously, like l- look for for this this scene or th- this scene of this episode in particular when it comes Emmy time because I was w- what's the word gobsmacked, flabbergasted, yeah. like blown was, away. Yeah, uh, that episode when it finished, I I looked at Michelle and said, "I've never." There's no words. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen no. a more like messed up, beautiful, amazing episode of any show ever than that. It was the best hour of television I've ever seen in my life. And I, that comes from someone who I like, you know, Sopranos, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad, like those are top tier shows and the bare f- like it is sort of above them in that it was amazing that 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 was the high point of season two, but it didn't fall off after that. It didn't uh, it didn't lull until it got to that point. It was a 10 out of 10, 10 plus from the jump from the beginning of season two. I loved it. I've I've talked about a lot of different movies a lot of different series before i've given them high scores i've said nines i've given things tens i give the bear season two this does not belong in the same category of anything else we've ever rated on here it belongs in its own category because this does it's master class yeah it doesn't even belong in that same the, the Honestly, the best I've ever seen. I, if I have to score everything a one out of ten, then I take anything else I've ever given a notch down. I, I take away at least a half a point to give the bear uh, to give the bear a perfect ten for season two. It was perfect. I've never seen it. I I'm on the same page as you. Perfect. 10, I but it. I have to stress that this is not, I've given 10s before, but this is nowhere near the category or on the same placement as any of those shows. Masterpiece. Um, And I've kind of, you know, this is a bingeable show where you can just it watch is. from one episode and go, and then I heard somebody say, no, this should have been an episode weekly drop. And I loved the the binge part of it, but then I was thinking about it, I'm like you almost need that time in between each 
each episode to soak and digest in what just happened. And I can see what they were saying where maybe a weekly drop would have been better. But trust me, I, you're going to want to watch this and you're going to watch it. I get. I, I could see it both ways in in that uh, in that argument. Whereas, like, oh my gosh, this is so good! I want to move on to the next one right now, and I want to binge it all. But like, yeah, had, had they dropped that weekly, um, it, it's something I I, I could kind of see that point because so many of the episodes were so good and um, just like inspiring in their own ways that you would want to like kind of just soak that in and think about it for a while before moving on to the next one especially that christmas episode that is the best episode of any television i've ever seen and i've I, never I, seen anything like I've, it I've, I've, I, I i don't say that lately that was absolutely and like i best. said a lot of that was that stuff that happened in that scene was not even in the script like these brilliant actors that were in that scene even john bernthal like the the table flipping over thing you know, he came up with that on his own. He asked the director beforehand, hey, can I do this? Because I just want to, and he's like, yeah, you you go and you you do you. And it, it, it shows that like the, the you know, the, the episode director, like just totally believing in, in the, the cast, in the script and the, and the actors that are playing these characters just to allow them to do that. And, it was magic. It, like, it, it, it's the best. There, there's no no flaws. It, it's absolutely the best. Every episode was, maybe not every episode was as good as the Christmas episode, but every episode of season two was brilliant and amazing. And I cannot wait for, for season the season three, three. announcement. And hopefully I, it's coming soon. And we, we think that that, and that announcement is coming soon because uh, the, the cast is supposed to be on and Good Morning uh, America, Good Morning America and this maybe... upcoming week, I think, mm-hmm. right? And I have a feeling that that's where hopefully. they're going to announce season three because it, if somehow there was no bear season three, my life would be... <laughs> My life would be missing something and, and it, I'll never be able to die completely happy because <laughs> I need to know what goes on or what, what continues. It's just so good. Like the detail that mm-hmm. that show, like it's almost two different shows. It, it It's the characters and where they came from and who they are and what made them the people that they are. And then it's also the show about these characters like, opening up a restaurant like and like the opening up the restaurant and like that portion of it is like its own thing that is brilliantly done and like obviously done with such care and attention to detail that that alone is amazing they they do it so well but the way that they show who these characters are and that connect. motivate them they, like, and they connect oh, with you in a big way and that's, you, you've you've that's never the, you've never seen a show that is going to be as well done when it comes to character development as what we've seen so far in the bear and that's it it's a yep. ten, it's a 10 out of 10 but a 10 that stands on the it's the, on a different level on, on the podium up above all the other tens it's perfect Absolutely. That's it. We're done. Mic drop. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> My microphone is on one of those boom arms, so I can't drop it. 
But that's going to do it for this episode. Um, Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you come back next time. Think that's gonna be the week after next mm-hmm. when we're gonna be back because oh next week's my it's birthday, your birthday and I ain't doing a podcast on my birthday. Uh, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. We would totally appreciate that. If you have any friends, family members, or people that uh, you don't like that you want to like you more, tell them about our podcast and tell them to listen to it, and then they'll be like, oh. I didn't like you, but now I do because you told me about this podcast. <laughs> we totally appreciate that. Be sure to visit us at DisneyPlusInformer.com. That is the main point. That's where you go every single day to see all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. It's updated constantly. You can email us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. You can follow us on Twitter at More Disney Plus, and you can stop by and visit our Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you. Guys. See you later. Bye.